spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. The president of these here United States of America has finally come out. And he's told the world what we've all been waiting to hear. And uh, uh, that he uh, shot down stuff. And that China still wants to be our friend. And that uh, we don't know what any of these things were, but we know they're not spying things. Surprised he came out today and uh, spoke about it. Are you? I'm, yeah. The way, just, again, you, you, you brought up earlier, he had his uh, physical today. Yeah. Uh, why not? Know. Why not talk about something different than my physical? And the best way to get people not talking about how I'm 80 is let's talk about those flying saucers that we shot down that we don't know what they are. Yeah. Or do well, we know what they I are? I don't think we do. Now, we've talked. We knew what the China spy balloon was. We saw it take off. Apparently, we saw it. It was supposed to go over Guam. Then from Guam, it was supposed to go like, tr- you know, kind of cross Hawaii. And then from there, it was I don't know where it was supposed to go from there, but it got blown off. And then magically, we even welcomed though, it in, <laughs> even though it was not supposed to be controlled. Mm. It slowly but surely traversed all of our <laughs> nuclear sites in the United States of America. And we knew we, all that. Yeah, we we watched it take off on the launching pad from China. We knew it was headed here, and then we allowed it to uh, cross our border like we do everything else. Oh, yeah, so uh, we should have made it fill out an app and uh, that download the app and fill it out. And look, you know, what they were saying and quietly from what everybody understands, which is, you know, if you come out, Gatos, and you put this thing to bed early. People don't, you know, you don't give them a chance to 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 spread conspiracies and stuff saying, look, the reason we did this is because we knew we were going we were checking out what they could do. We knew they couldn't hurt anything with it. And uh, we were just trying to we were spying on them as they were spying on us. Put it to bed early. They didn't. And then not shooting that down apparently caused them to be a reaction, which is to shoot everything down that flew, (laughs) including birds and these poor nerds. What? There's a hobby club okay. who is missing their balloon, and they feared it's no. been shot down by the United States Air Force. <laughs> now, guys, what? the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, <laughs> there's pictures of them, and I'm when I'm talking about nerd, oh, my goodness, what nerd village is this? So this is just a, a bunch it's of... It's like a ham radio. They're ham radio nerds. Okay, so they're nerds. They put a balloon in the air, and they think it was shot down by Biden. The balloon cost $12. Oh, gosh. It cost $380,000 for the missile. (laughs) Not to get... We're not even talking about scrambling the jets. Oh, no. So, uh... We shot a $12 balloon down, is what you're saying, from a hobby club? Uh Uh-huh. A pack of nerds put a balloon in the air, and we shot it down. Yes. And it cost us like a million dollars. Yeah, that's what they're saying. And the balloon is $12. $12. Sounds good to me. I'm on their website, and so they they launched their first balloon in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, six of them they say ended up in trees. But they found a fix for that. Six <laughs> balloons never said hello. They think they found a fix for that. They had eight balloons that traveled the United States. They had nine balloons that left the United States. And they had three balloons that almost made it around the world. Two balloons are flying now. That is the AA6DY and the K9YO, which one of those two is probably not flying right now. <laughs> We shot down a $12 balloon with a massive missile. Yep. 
And we missed on we, the first try, didn't we? Yeah, we missed on one of those things. Oh, for crying out loud. So, How big is this balloon that these nerds are flying? Not very big. It, 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 and by the way, it only went to 47,000 feet, okay. traveling at the speed of the jet stream. <laughs> uh, they have a GPS on these things, and oh. they're licensed by the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, oh. allowing them to communicate to other hams throughout the world. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> We got them, guys. Oh, no. We got the we got them, guys. We got the nerds in Illinois who are trying to spy on us, guys. Oh, no. Can uh, you believe that? President Biden. Shot anything down now that moves. We went from not shooting something down to if a bird flies by, kill it. Do I make no apologies for taking down that balloon. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, what else did the president say? We carried the press conference live on KTAR. It was thrilling. As I've said since the beginning of my administration, we seek competition, not conflict with China. We're not looking for a new Cold War. But I make no apologize. I make no apologies, and we will compete. Okay. So he's... Okay. So <sighs> it's, it's, the re, it's the reaction that he's had to the actual shooting down of the balloon. You know, now we find out they knew it launched from China. We knew it was here. We allowed it to come over our land. And then it took three days to shoot it down. I mean, that's the part of the That's the whole thing that makes me crazy. We knew. We knew that it launched from China. And it came here, and it's, you know, as you say, it's not really a balloon. It is, but, I mean, it's spy equipment. It's spy equipment. And it's not like they were over a part of America where, what, there was nothing? Yeah. No, we had our, it was our nuclear plants, right? It's spy equipment. It's, you know, the balloon, the whimsical thing that we joke about, but it traveled over our nuclear sites. And we knew about it. And it became a political issue because human beings could see it. So could planes going, what the hell's over here? Right. So you had to do something. Okay, fine. But rather than come out and, and do it immediately, you tried to play some sort of weird political game, and then you overreact by shooting $12 balloons out of the sky Ugh. that some nerds in Illinois are trying to do ham radio <laughs> stuff with. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's the fact that we knew it came from China from the very beginning. Yes. It's the fact that we allowed it to come here. And one reason or another, we, were, we didn't want to shoot it down. I mean, that's really well, the, the thing. The reason we probably is we, we wanted to shoot it down. Getting any information that was going to be valuable. China's big thing, and I've talked to our, our military analyst, Mike Lyons, on this on a, few, a few occasions, is their long game is get all the information you possibly can. We'll sort it out later. Right. Even if it's nothing, they don't care. So, but our thing was. We were trying to spy on them as they were spying us to find out where the communications are going, what kind of communications they had, how good was their stuff, could we jam their stuff, things like that. But it became political, and rather than do the right thing quick and early, you looked weak, and then you looked foolish, and now you shoot down a $12 balloon for these poor ham radio operators who worked <laughs> hard putting together ham radio stuff. Yeah, the speech. Breaker Breaker 1-9. <laughs> it's speech. the Bottle Cap Society of Northern Illinois. What are you guys doing out there, Breaker Breaker? <laughs> Oh, man. The uh, speech from Biden is not... Uh, He's inspirational, isn't it? It is not being um, held in high regard. No, no. Uh, still not the worst speech after an incident like this, by the way. As you well know, we had the Phoenix Lights. And the day after it happened, our governor, Fife Symington, came out and said a couple things about it. Everybody was going crazy. And then, literally, someone in his, uh, on his staff put an alien suit on and came out to the press conference. True story. That's the worst. <laughs> that was maybe the worst. Biden close second. All right. Coming up next. 
Uh, five spot, everybody. We're going to put five you on the spot. Five spot. About a new story everybody's talking about. All right. Here's what we want. Parents only who've got kids in school. Tom Horn is the new superintendent of public instruction. So he has to choose funding for either school counselors or security guards on campus. Which one would you rather have? Now, he has chosen one of the two. He's putting money towards the one of the two. We're going to ask you parents at 277-KTAR. You got kids in school. Would you rather have school counselors or school resource officers? You can only have one. Horn says we can only have one. He's putting it towards school resource officers. Which would you rather have? Counselors or officers in your kid's school and why? 277-KTAR, 602-277-5827. Five spot, next. And Chad. Brought to you by Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. All right, time for five spot. Five callers. We're going to put you on the spot. One, you two, have three, four, um, your parents of kids in school. All right, so Tom Horn, uh, superintendent of public instruction, he's got to put money towards either school counselors or yeah. school resource officers. And we're going to ask you which one would you rather have at your school? Horn has made the decision, okay? But I'm wondering, and Chad's wondering, who would you pick? I'm guarding against the ultimate catastrophe by trying to make sure that every school has a a school resource officer that can protect the students and protect the staff. Yeah, it's hard to argue that. I don't think there's a bad answer. I think it just depends on which one you think is is important. And that's hard to argue against that right there when you put it as the ultimate disaster. But also, it's hard to argue that Arizona's ratio is 651 students for every counselor. Yeah. Worst in the country. I mean, there is a choice to be made, but which would you choose as a parent for your kid's school? Would you rather see school counselors there or school resource officers? Here we go. All right, let's go with Clayton Mesa. Clayton, what would you rather see, a resource officer or counselor? A resource officer. uh, You know, my daughter goes to, she's currently a, a student in uh, Mesa High School, and our experience with the counselors hasn't been too good in the past. So, uh, we have had a couple shutdowns, lockdowns, rather last uh, not last week, the week before. So, uh, seeing the school resource officers in action was was reassuring for sure. Okay, okay. there you go, fantastic. That's uh, one for the resource officer, Jeff in Santan Valley. Who would you rather see? School resource officer. You know, we just had something that locked down in our elementary school. You know, not too far from my son's high school, and all county sheriffs and everything else took care of everything. You know, I'd, I'd just rather have something like that on our students' uh, campus and everything else. Yeah. Let me throw this in there. Um, so, so far, we've had two calls, and they both want a, a school resource officer because both parents, both men, uh, they were lockdowns at their kids' school. I, you can make an argument that if you see your child struggling, um, you know, you could get them professional yes, help. Yes, absolutely. Right. But you have to see it. And some parents don't see it because their child hides it. So you but if if you see that your kid is struggling, you can go and get them. You professional should know help. your parent. You're parents right. enough. No, I get it. As a parent, you should know your child enough. You're right. That your child You're is right. struggling. So. so if that's the case, you can do that on your own. You can't hire someone to go to a school and protect your kid. No. 
You know? No, that's that's it. Unless you're going to hire a bodyguard, which right. would be weird. Uh, Mark and Levine, uh, would you rather have a school resource officer? Or would you rather have a, a counselor? Uh, resource officer. And why? Um, I have two boys in school. I'd just rather you have that protection. All right. I okay. think your phone's going. But, yeah, appreciate uh, that call. So that's that. Uh, Tim in Phoenix, resource officer or counselor? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, absolutely a counselor. And by the way, try and get your kids some help, some mental health right now. Uh, help. Uh, in person, it's not going to happen. Teladoc is five to six weeks. And if, if he's trying to guard against the catastrophe that might happen, we're already in a catastrophe of mental health for our kids and nobody's addressing it. Okay. Well, let's go down that road, Chad, real yeah. quick. If you have a counselor in the school that could help a child who's disturbed and might want to shoot the school up, in having a counselor in your school, you're, you're averting disaster that way, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that's if the kid goes to your school. Like, you know, Valdi, that kid didn't go to that school. No, you're right. So, you know, and, and everybody knew, even in high school, there was counselors, and everybody called him what? They, they, they joke was he was a school shooter. Uh, Lou in Scottsdale. Lou, uh, school resource counselor, uh, officer or counselor? I'm going resource officer all day, and I'm going to tell you why. All right. Resource officer, as the other callers mentioned, are there to protect. But a lot of law enforcement training nowadays, uh, they get involved with people, they interact, they try to de-escalate certain situations. So if there's one day a kid may just want someone to talk to, he can maybe go to the cop. You know, the cop's not trained specifically as a labeled school counselor, but he may be somebody that the kid can trust in. So in essence, you're getting possibly the best of both worlds. All right. So All right, my man. Sense. Wouldn't that be great? Why don't we just do the best of both worlds? We'll train you, and we're going to pay you double. Yeah. I Listen, uh, there have been schools that have both. I don't know why we can't have both. Is there not enough money? I guess that's the case. I don't know why we have to choose between one or the other. I think we should have both. Um, but I don't, There's I, only so much I don't money have the to budget. Go around, yeah. You know? All right. So uh, four out of five uh, callers say they'd rather have a, a school resource officer over a counselor. All right. Uh, coming up next, it's uh, it's a new parenting style that's sweeping the nation, Chad. It's called Commando Parenting. Commando. We're going to tell you if it'll screw up your kid next. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Innings Festival back, two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, so much more returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Head to the contest page, KTR.com, for complete details, chance to win tickets. They've got a new kind of parenting. So we've had, we've got the helicopter parenting. Tiger moms. Tiger moms. Right, they're hovering around, right? You know, oh. you, got, you got the... Was the, there one hovering? Wasn't there one? The, that's the, well, it's a helicopter, right? Where okay. always, yeah. and then you've got the the bulldozer parents. Oh, yeah. Which lets you do the things that you kind of want to do, and then when something doesn't go right, they come in and clean up the mess. Mm. This is the new one. It's commando parenting. Are we, are we parenting with no drawers on? What is uh, that? No, this is essentially parenting <laughs> everything in ev- their entire aspect of their life, even more so than Tiger Mom and Helicopter Mom. You're, you're creating a human being, essentially. You're taking out any risk. You're taking out any, any thought of them doing anything that they want to do, and you're controlling the whole thing. <sighs> That's a bad idea. Strict control and strict enforcement of rules and expectations. 
This is who you are. This is how you will act. This is what you will do because this is it. They want to raise the kids, as they say, in their desired way. It seems that these type of parents, tell me if I'm wrong, are so interested in every aspect of their child's life that they want to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get them to succeed. Yeah. And the, the thing that they're not doing is letting them live their life and make mistakes and learn from the mistakes. So I don't like You this. have to let children fail. You, uh, I'm going to say this. You have to let kids fall down and get hurt. You have to let them play. You have to let them stand up to bullies. You have to let them navigate life. Otherwise, you're going to have children that are too anxious to drive cars. <laughs> That's what we got now. Nobody wants to get their license. That's what you're going to have. Why? Because you've done everything for them. You you can't let them, you know, you got to let them fall. You can't pick them up in every aspect of life. Yes, sometimes everybody needs a pickup. But when you go and you run interference on anything, and this includes adults across the board, mm. right? When I was a kid, there were bullies. I had to deal with bullies. Now, granted, bullies are different than they were nowadays. Now you're worried about something going viral. Back then, you're worried about getting your butt kicked. But there... It's, it's a different world, but you have to learn how to navigate them because you're going to come up with bullies in the workplace. You're going to come. I mean, all of those things are real. And these parents don't allow that to happen. And then they wonder why their kids still live at home. Let's talk about the bullying. Let's say that you are a commando parent. Okay. How do you deal it with it if your child is getting bullied? You're at probably going to go fight the other kid. Right, that's what I was saying. I mean, that's the that's well, they the can't thing. do that. No, but that's what do you call the parent? Yeah. Okay. Rather than say, you do know, you-, uh, you know, well, how would you deal with it at school? I've had the kids, my kids, come up. Oh, you know, hey, so and so is like this. How would you deal with this? Someone's going. I said, well, you know, my day was different because you know, you punch a kid in the mouth and then they punch you back and then you then shake hands friends. at the ends and you move <laughs> on with life. Nowadays, everybody's got to go to counseling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering, what does a commando parent do if your kid is being bullied? All right, they they want to uh, control every aspect of that. Well, you can't do that. You can't. Are you going to sit with your kid in class? You going to go to class with your kid? Are you going to, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you, and you know what it is? I bet when you talk to a lot of teachers, I'm sure Lynette can speak this. How many parents were, well, probably more so in, in junior high and high school would come in and they're every aspect about so-and-so is being mean to such a, it's, you got to let people work it out for themselves. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we've got this obsession with everything being safe and perfect and fluffy. And we're, we've got, I think Malcolm Gladwell calls it the safety bubble. We don't even let kids play on playgrounds that are dangerous. Like, you know, it's, 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 there's, it's insane. And now you've got people that want to, in every way, shape, or form, control their children's life and fight their fights for them. You've got parents who call their bosses, yeah. their kids' bosses, right. to complain about how mean their kid, you were to their kid. Uh, we've done stories about how parents have gone with their adult child uh, to an interview for a job. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. You're 25 years old and you're taking mommy on your interview? Well, well they can't because mom had to drive because I'm too, I'm too <laughs> nervous to drive. They don't have. Okay, well, let's talk about the anxiety uh, issue that we have in America. It's bad. Kids have it. I mean, I've talked about years ago, I had a, ma- I had a major anxiety problem. I, don't, I, I think it was, I don't know it's what all was the drugs you were doing, but and you were coming down. It was no, no drugs, but it wasn't because I was coddled as a kid. 
uh, I just I wonder if it's hereditary because a lot of people in my family have had it. Well, so I think somewhat, but but if you're a kid, and I know a lot of kids who have anxiety, and it is. I have anxiety to go to school. I have anxiety to do this. Uh, we're going to go and do this, and it's going to make me anxious. I think that we're we're almost bubble wrapping kids too much, where they find themselves in a situation, and obviously they don't know how to deal with it, and then it makes them nervous. Yeah, that's what I had to like. See. It's funny. My wife and I talk about this all the time with Charlie. Charlie has no fear of anything. She doesn't care if she looks like a goofball. She doesn't care about any of those things. And I never want to to let people take that away from her. There was a time when Lily and Jack were a little bit more. They were anxious. They didn't want. To, they wanted to be YouTube stars, but they never wanted to put anything out because they were terrified of criticism. And I continued to have to tell them, "This is what my life looks like when you just tweet the word hello." This criticism is what people do. You can't take it seriously. But if you're going to worry about what everybody else thinks your life's going to be very miserable yeah and you've got to you know i mean you've got to put it out there but the anxiousness is ruining kids lives if you're scared you talk to kids well why don't you drive well one of my friends got into an accident so i'll just never drive it's nowhere to live that is i have a friend who's he's younger and he's worked with me he's a millennial uh, but he worked with me in the past his wife had to take him everywhere he was terrified of everything all the time. And he was a great guy, but he was so terrified of his own shadow. And I'm like, dude, you cannot live your life in that way. Yeah. It is not. You got to get help. You've got to get help. Yeah. Uh, you got you to gotta go and see somebody. There are certain medications you can take for that. But you've you got to get help. You can't have mom and dad helping no. you get help. That's part of the problem. It's, it's like, do you remember our parents said, you got to get back on the horse? Oh, yeah. Okay. Kids aren't even getting on the horse for the first That's time. That's Oh, I've said that. You are you are so spot on. They're terrified to even try. Yeah, and that is where your pa a parent has to come in and say, "I'm going to push you to try this, and if you fail, it's okay." That's why I think sports is the best thing because you're going to fail it, and that's what I've been telling Jack. Jack has got this new confidence. He's doing all these things, but he was so afraid at first that everybody. I'm like, Jack, do you think the kids just? This isn't Canada. They don't fly out of their mom's womb with skates on, no. and they're no. You they, they're you've learned. You're going to fall down. You're going to do all of these things. People don't get that, and you, and so many kids are terrified to just. Well, what if I look stupid? What What if I don't? And I and the it's other, tough to look stupid yeah. when you're when you're a kid. It makes you feel terrible, and you think everyone's looking at you, and you know that that's, you know, maybe in your head you know that's not necessarily the case, but that's how it feels. Yeah, but they all think that everybody else, like they're all like, oh, I'm going to try this for the first time, and everybody else is already a pro at it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you can't, it's sad. And now you've got this new parenting style where they're taking it even further. My God, you think the kids aren't driving now. What's going to be like in five, 10 years? All right. The new parenting style. Commando parenting. I don't think so. I think it's going to screw up your kid. Yep. All right. Coming up next. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it ever in my many years here in Phoenix. But it did happen today. And it went out big, and it was a spectacle, and we are going to talk about that next. You know, we're talking about kids uh, and a lot of stuff lately when it comes to mental health. This portion program is brought to you by BetterHelp. That is us. Hey, kids, we got a podcast, the Get Us Chat Show podcast. You're never going to miss any of the action because you love us and you want to hear us over and over again. Subscribe on your iPhone, your Android. The Get Us Chat Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. Higherprice.com. You know, over the last uh, couple of weeks, the, the Phoenix Suns have really done something amazing. They brought in... One of the greatest all-time basketball players who ever lived in Kevin Durant. 
Um, their new owner, Matt Ishby, has made a huge splash. Uh, you know, 24 hours on the job. What does he do? He okays this big deal. And the Suns are arguably one of the best teams in basketball and certainly could win the whole thing for the first time ever with Kevin Durant. So today they decide, you know what? We're going to introduce Kevin Durant to, you know, the media, to everybody. You know, they do the whole press conference thing. And you and I were talking about it yesterday. I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder what they're going to do. Because, you know, listen, you and I have been to these press conferences. It's a big, it's a big room. It's a big, boring room. And you it's go as in. sterile yeah. as you can get. Yeah. You got the podium. The and- fun press conferences usually come after somebody wins or loses because they're they're angry right. and they're in the moment or they're excited. These are just as right. sterile and as. Oof. Not today. This was a spectacle. So let me, you know, put it into perspective. They didn't have this press conference in front of a podium. They didn't have this press conference in this big room that's, you know, you know, boring. They had it at center court at the, at the arena downtown. The Footprint Center. Yeah. And they let 5,000 fans in. So this really wasn't a press conference. This was like a celebration of, you know what? Uh, we're going to go all the way and win this whole damn thing. And we're letting fans in, and we're going to let them see the greatest player to ever play for the Phoenix Suns, even though he hasn't played a game yet. Because as I said, Booker's not the best player on the team anymore. It's Kevin Durant. So the Suns had a line out the door, all the way down the street for blocks. This is buzz. It felt like it was a little celebration of something that's not been done. It, I don't think this ha- well. In, well, I mean, the Suns have brought in Charles Barkley before. That was a long time ago. This is bigger. The Diamondbacks have brought in Randy Johnson. I don't. I don't know if you can say this is bigger because Randy Johnson won a World Series. Yeah, until with him, you but, win a World Series, you can't say anything. So let me play. You, know, you win a World Championship, then this is huge. But huge. If, if if this goes down as we traded away a bunch of stuff, and what do we get? Well, they introduced him. Uh, at the arena, and the place went crazy. I stand here today proud and happy to introduce number 35 for the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant. KD go. <laughs> he started to laugh yeah. after. Uh, that is an ovation like he hasn't even played a game yet. Yeah. And what the Suns have right now is lightning in a bottle. They've got something maybe that no other team has, and that is a championship team. And as you always say, yeah, you're right. It is championship or bust. That's it. But the excitement that is surrounding this team in Phoenix, this is the most exciting thing going on in town right now. Well, there's no doubt about that. And, and, it, and it's a Suns town because it's a Suns team. This didn't come from somewhere else. No. Uh, you know, and but it just felt like it felt a little bit more of a coronation at times. I know. you got to win something first. Act like you've been there. And I know what you say. They have been there. Well, you know what? If they had been there, it probably wouldn't have been like <laughs> I got to tell you, though, that is 
I mean, Matt Ishby has made such a splash in two or three weeks. Anything but a championship is failure. Yeah. And that's where it's tough because you want to root for this team, and they're going to be must-see in the playoffs. This place is going to go crazy. Uh-oh, we're going to be back to that thing again, aren't we? You're not going to have to watch the games because you're bad luck. That's fine. All right, it's the Gatos and uh, Chad Show. We're here till 6.